We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The salad before the steak. A four-game appetizer up in Toronto before the three-game main event with the Astros down in Houston. And honestly, you take three out of four against the Blue Jays, that's about what you expected. Am I right? No J.D. Martinez in the lineup again, a starting pitcher you wouldn't recognize if you ran him over with your car. But in the end, a nice, tidy 8-2 win as the Sox get to 27-23, and exactly 50 games along. So here now, a review of the win. I'll look ahead to Houston and a snappy little theme song, too. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's your Daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out. One of the quicker, bleary-eyed turnarounds of the year. A mere 13 hours after the 13-inning win on the night before. It was right back at it for the Red Sox against the Blue Jays. With Don Orsillo stopping by before the game. Yeah, the San Diego Padres in town to start a weekend series with Toronto. Maybe hang with Drake. So the Don Taraj seeing at least part of the 8-2 victory. I'm going to recap it super quick for you. i got a lot I want to tell you about the Astros. So let's kind of buzz right through. And we'll even hear from Eduardo Nunez on this one. But Ryan Weber was the guy. 75 pitches to get through five innings, just one run allowed. Nice little depth piece for Boston. And Josh Smith could be as well. And, and maybe out of the bullpen, a uh, Henry Mejia or someone like that down the line. This guy's nearly 29 years old, Mr. Weber. Uh, it looks like he's 12, but he's almost 29. He had one major league win into Thursday for his career. He pitched very well. And the Sox now 16-6 and six in their last 22. So after that 2-8 and eight start, 25-15. and 15. Sox in the midst of a stretch of 33 games in 33 days. So this is a good time to get your, your stride down. And they've got it down. Although, got to point this out. The Red Sox have now played 36 of their 50 games against teams that have losing records. That's the second most in the majors behind only the Indians. Boston's a, a very modest 21-15 and 15 in those games. So instead of carbo-loading against the losers, when you crystallize it, you know the, the gap between the Sox and most of the teams ahead of them in the hunt here, it really comes from the failure to handle those lesser opponents. The Astros, for example, are 16-2 uh, and two against sub-500 teams. They've played 18, they've won 16. Yankees are 23-9, and nine, Rays are 18-8. and eight. So just kind of putting that out there and also putting out there for you that once Dustin Pedroia comes back, things are going to get a little sticky, tricky roster-wise for the Red Sox. Boston clearly committed to Pedroia. They're going to have to adjust the roster. Chavis is not going anywhere. We know that. So who's gone? Is it Nunez or Pierce? Right around the time of year that Hanley Ramirez got the Ziggy a year ago. Both players have had pretty terrible seasons so far. Coming into the Thursday game, Pierce hitting 141. OPS of 408, Nunez hitting 173, OPS of 432. Of course, Pierce, 
will always be a World Series MVP in our hearts. Nunez, a very versatile player. So just putting that into the blender and and spitting out the fact that in this game, they both did pretty well. Pierce, three for five. Homered had three runs batted in. Nunez, two for five, and drove in a run. He talked to the guys after the game. Many heroes today as the Red Sox win it eight to two. And with us is Eduardo Nunez, who had a couple of hits and uh, scored the first run, drove in another. Eddie, uh, true team effort here today. A lot of guys uh, playing who haven't been playing the last few days, and it really worked. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's a thing, Air Force. Everyone put in good, good about today, and we had a good approach, and just keep it simple. You know, Eduardo, one of the things that I, I think fans really have trouble realizing is how difficult it can be, especially a four-hour, 30-minute game last night. You go 13 <laughs> innings, and then you have to come right back to the ballpark. It must have seemed like you guys never went to the hotel last night. You just you just stayed at the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was was very, very long game. But how is that? How tough is that? You know, that's tough. That's tough. You know, the, everything is about the mentally, how strong you are, how prepared you can be the next day. We have to turn the page. We know sometimes going to be tough, trouble, long game, no sleep that much. This going to be hard to be in the big league for a long time. It's KU. Well, that's part of it. Uh, how about Ryan Weber today? You, uh, he, he looked like he put every pitch where he wanted to put it. You know, where's, where he pitched well. He commanded the pitch well. He gave off the opportunity to, to drive wrong and put the thing in good situation. You know, Clayton Richard today didn't seem to have his good command, uh, Eduardo, with the breaking ball. You got that base hit to get things started here in the third inning today, and the block got you to second base. Talk about that inning, and, and it had to be good to get on top early in this game because, you know, when you come out on a chance to win three out of four, you want to try and score first in that fourth game and get rolling. For sure, for sure. We know he's a good pitcher. Uh, he went with San Diego a couple of years. We know that he's going to be the first star for this year. We know we're going to have to be patient, let him pitch see the pitch, how he's coming, and that's what we, we did. And for sure, for sure, we want to score, we want to score first. We want to go to the Series 3-1 and go to, the, to Houston. Oh, Eddie, I love the play you made there diving, and you uh, it was like a pinball shot. <laughs> Did you purposely <laughs> tap it over to uh, Bogarts, who was standing there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that, that, worked, that worked perfect for us and for the pitcher, too. That was good, good assisting. <laughs> good system. <laughs> I'd like to see you do it again. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good day, guys. All right. Thank you. Nice to hear from Nunez. Nice to note that everybody had a hit. All nine players. Jackie Bradley Jr. had two of them. What a nice series for Jackie. Goes from a 142 batting average to a 168 batting average in just four days' time. It was 15 hits overall for the Red Sox. And again, you had Weber winning it, going six innings, three hits, and his ERA as a Red Sox now is 1.29. Travis Lakins got in the game, and it was a scoreless inning for him. Brazier pitched a scoreless inning. Velazquez gave up a home run to Justin Smoke at the end, but whatever. Final score of 8-2. to two. A lot of good things happening again. Mookie Betts, we should point out, continues to, to heat up. This was just a one-hit game for him, but he's now at a 290 batting average. Same for Bogarts. Chavis at 280. Devers at 317, and, and he's been the guy. This is uh, the third baseman who didn't have a home run at all in his first 32 games. He's now had six since May the 3rd. He's also got six steals this year, which surprisingly is number one on the team. He had five all of last year. So a lot of positives coming out of Toronto on a Thursday. Alex Cora talking to the media right after. I mean, amazing. Uh, he did a good job. Uh, 
changing speeds, moving the ball around the strike zone, uh, changing eye level. He, he can pitch. Uh, him and Christian, they were in the same page today. Um, you know, they they maneuver that lineup. Um, they did an outstanding job, and you know, the, it's different. You know, like I said before the game, you know, it's not that vertical attack. Possible so breaking balls down. You know, it's more about pitching east west and changing speeds, kind of like a little bit of old school. So um, you know, we're very pleased with the way he went about it, and uh, you know, uh, it was a, a great all around game. The warning you got there from Stu Shearwater in the fourth inning. What was the explanation given? Um, just hit by pitch. You know, they whatever, no big deal. Steve Pierce, had you seen this coming a little bit in the last few games? Yeah, um, he, he's in a good place. Uh, he he was fighting his swing for a while, and he was actually fighting with himself in the batter's box. You know, it seems like he's more relaxed. Uh, he got some at-bats um, in this, and that's how it works. You know, like uh, J.D. can't play, and all of a sudden you find at-bats for him, and he's starting to f- uh, find a rhythm. Uh, you know, um, we, we were joking before we got here. Maybe he was going to find it here in Toronto. Obviously, he's swing. You know, he's very familiar with this. But uh, I don't think it's that. I think it's, you know, his work. He's, he's been putting a lot of work with Timmy and Andy, and, and it seems like he's in a good place. So, um, obviously, tomorrow with the lefty, we'll give it a shot and uh, keep rolling. Alex, how much does what Weber did today affect the next three or four days? You know, just that you're able to not... Going deep, open deep. Yeah, what I mean, what what Rick and, and him did the twelve the twelve innings in two days, you know, it's, it's very important. You know, you saw we were going to Hector up four regardless. You know, trying to stay away. You know, hopefully from Barnsley. If we needed him, yeah, you know, we we were going to bring him in, but it, it was uh, it was a grind. But for him to do what he did, Lakins come in and do his job. Brazier looks like he's he's, he's in the right track. Uh, and Hector, yeah, the home run, whatever. But you know, he, he gave us those three outs. It was huge for us. You know, we know where we're going. You know, it's a good offensive club. It's a it's a stadium that is inducive to uh, a lot of runs. But uh, we got our guys lined up, and it should be fun this weekend. Over the course of the season, how important are games like this when you kind of have to piece it together a little bit? Yeah, I, I think last year we, we we had one with Hector here, uh, kind of like the same thing. We, me and Brad, we were talking about it. Seems like whenever we come here, the schedule is kind of like off for us. But uh, uh, I remember Hector grinding through five or six, and then we we put it together, and 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 it was big for us. And then we're gonna have days like that, you know. And uh, we knew coming into the game that. Um, we needed Webby to go deep into the game and, and score some runs. It didn't look uh, pretty for a while there, but then at the end, you know, we were able to add on. And uh, those are the games that set you up for the uh, for the rest of the week. You know, we talk about no chasing wins, or but sometimes you can't burn the bullpen every time you you have a three run lead or four run lead. And uh, we, um, they did an outstanding job today uh, avoiding that. Talk about that, that add on runs. The nice base running by Xander to score on that. Yeah, track. Xander, Benny, um, Nooney, too. Uh, we, we ran the base as well today. Uh, Nooney on the contact play. Actually, he read it perfectly. Benny still in, uh, still in third base. And then Xander, you know, having the presence of mind, you know, he misses it. Momentum is taking you the other way. And uh, he kept going. You know, that, that's huge for us. That's very important. So uh, you know, we keep doing those things. And we're going to be in a good place. All right, there you have it. There's Alex Cora as he prepares and everybody else prepares for the big showdown in Houston. The Astros are 33-17, and already an eight-game lead in the AL West. And by the way, if you remember Seattle's 13-2 and start, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cute. Uh, they're 10-27 and since then. Houston does not have the best record in the American League. That's actually Minnesota 
Yeah, the Twins are at 32 and 16, Houston 33 and 17. But a lot of intrigue in this series, of course. Let's start with Bregman. Uh, drafted by the Red Sox out of high school, they didn't sign him. You can go right to George Springer, Connecticut raised member of Red Sox Nation who actually used a Mookie Betts model bat for a few games, a whole axe handle bat thing, and that's when his career took off. I'm a little bit more intrigued by Bregman in this particular series because uh, I don't even know if Springer's fully healthy. He's missed three games in a row with that bad back. But Bregman, more walks and strikeouts. He's at 15 home runs. Of course, they've got Verlander pitching in this series. He just struck out 12, flirted with his third career no-hitter. I'll tell you more in just a moment about him. But you've got Springer, Brantley, Reddick all hitting 313 or better. Correa's just under 300, has 11 home runs, 13 doubles. So who is the MVP of the Astros? I don't know if we can really answer that question here. I mean, Mike Trout might be the MVP anyway, but if you got to pick an Astro, what are you doing here? Because according to fan graphs, if you look at that fielding independent war, which I know so many of you do, uh, Houston accounts for five of the top 15 players after Trout in the entire American League. Springer's number two, Bregman's number four, Brantley is seven, Garrett Cole is 13. Thankfully, he will not pitch in this series, and Correa right after that. So you can argue that this version of the Astros looks even better than the one that won the whole World Series in 2017. And imagine what this offense can do when they get Altuve back, when we get into the summer and pitching staffs are getting beaten down by fatigue and injuries. And have you seen the AL West this year? (laughs) You can definitely score runs against those pitching staffs. Last team to score 900 runs in a season was the 09 Yankees. They got up to 915. It's an average of 5.6 a game. Astros right now are at 5.59 runs a game. Defensively, very good team too. Houston shifts more than any other team. And maybe that would have kind of obscured Bregman's true value at third base, but he still makes plays all the time. He's tied with Matt Chapman of Oakland for the defensive run saved stat, and we've talked about what he's doing offensively. Let's talk about Houston's relief pitching because we kind of have to. A lot of bullpens out there are out to strong starts. The Yankees, the Rays, the Indians, Cardinals are very good in the National League. But here's Roberto Osuna, 0.42 ERA, and Ryan Presley has a 0.0. He's not given up a regular season run since last August. Will Harris has looked terrific. you got Chris Davinsky on this team, Josh James, and Framber Valdez. But if you just go with Osuna and Presley, it's 42 innings of 16 hit baseball, one run, two walks, 41 strikeouts. And they've got Will Harris with a 1 ERA and Hector Rondon with a 2. So as for the pitching matchups now, the actual starting pitching matchups, here's what we're looking at. Friday's game is going to be Sale, 1-5, 4.31, which I know doesn't sound like much, but hang on, against Wade Miley, 4-2, and 3.51. And yeah, that's right, Wade Miley has better numbers than Chris Sale, although let's unpack that a bit. Uh, sales numbers of late, four starts in May, 51 strikeouts, six walks. Opponents batting average, 143. His first four starts this year, Chris Sale had strikeout totals of four, one, three, and six. And you'll remember the panic in the streets. Uh, Last four starts, those strikeout totals 10, 14, 17, and 10 again. So the streets are very calm. 
Correa did have a 448-foot home run off of Sale in uh, the Fenway series. It's the longest home run that Sale's ever allowed as a Red Sox. And he did walk five in that game, most as a Red Sox as well. One win somehow in the last 14 starts for Chris Sale, but I like him matched up against Miley in that opener. Saturday, I like this for the Red Sox too. It's David Price, 2-2, two and two, 3.29 against Brad Peacock, who's actually got five wins and two losses, slightly higher ERA, about 3.6. And it's almost Memorial Day. Sale and Price combined to have three wins. And of all these hurt, and yet the Sox are above 500. That is kind of amazing. Sunday is where it gets really interesting. It's Eduardo Rodriguez, 4-3, and 5.43 against Verlander. Problem for Rodriguez this year has been what the lefties have done against him. They're 15 out of 42, 357 batting average, five home runs. Last year, lefties hit 234 against Eddie, had three home runs for the entire year. So now to Verlander, and it's a tough place to end, but think about this. Justin Verlander passed through waivers unclaimed in August of 17. If the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Yankees, some other big market team could do it over again, hard to imagine that Verlander would, would pass through waivers. In uh, five September starts in 2017, you might remember, had the ERA of one, then went on in the postseason, had the 37 innings ERA of two, had a monster 2018. So here in 19, the Monsters awake again. Eight and one record, 2.24. His last three starts, 22 innings. How about four hits, two runs, 29 strikeouts? Oh, and his pitch count for all three games, exactly 101 every time. So we have answered the question as to whether or not a cyborg can someday marry Kate Upton. The answer is yes. And this, to me, is the most fascinating of the three-game series, the uh, the Verlander against Rodriguez. We'll be all over it. We, no podcasts over the weekend because even God takes part of the weekend off. Sox Daily resumes Sunday night, and we will know by then if the Red Sox are really making their move or not. Two of the hotter teams in all of baseball. The two you figured would be there at the end. A late May showdown starting with sale Friday night, and that's a great first step forward, if nothing else. So there you have it. Spent a lot of time on a preview, not so much on the review, but uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast in its entirety. We will have much more for you this entire summer. If you haven't uh, done the whole subscription model yet to this podcast, very easy. You just hit where it says subscribe and then bang, all these things get right into your your podcast inbox. And a quick uh, reminder, if you haven't done this yet, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go ahead and give us a rating. Hopefully all five stars. That would be fantastic. I think we're perfect on five-star ratings so far. And if you want to leave a little review, uh, that doesn't suck either. Uh, don't don't be profane. Uh, if you don't like the podcast, do me a solid and, and don't write something horrible because that just makes me cry. Uh, but, but if you have something nice to say, uh, I'd love to hear it. And you can always get me on Twitter, by the way, too, since we're all still getting to know each other. I'm at Josh Lewin Stuff. That's all one word smashed together. Josh Lewin stuff. Lewin is L-E-W-I-N. Chavis is C-H-A-V-I-S. And I I really wish I was a Chavis. I think we all wish we were a Chavis right about now. That's okay. I'm not hating on being a Lewin. That's fine. And uh, very happy to have you along for this podcast ride. Talk to you Sunday night. Be well. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.